Welcome to the Crowncast. I'm here. It's Real Talk with uh, Jason Andrew, Director of Real Estate here at Crown Isle. Do you like Real Talk? That's our new <laughs> I thing. I love it, Murray. I yeah, love it. it's perfect. It's perfect. Now, real estate market is on fire right now, right? Yeah, almost real ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to exactly. some extent. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think any professional in the real estate business, no matter how long you've been in the real estate world, could ever have imagined what is going on in the marketplace right now. A weird convergence of, of demand and inventory. And is that how that all works? More or less. I mean, if you, if you break it down into the simplest terms, supply and demand, mm-hmm. uh, we have very little supply and a lot of demand. Right. Which things are moving super fast. In, in all the time I've been in real estate here at Crown Isle, uh, we track listings, for example, is one of our... Uh, one of our meters in the Comox Valley and in Crown Isle. Today, the overall listings are bordering on only 300 listings in the entire Comox Valley, and we're down to 25 listings in Crown Isle, which I've never seen in 12 years here, not even close. Unbelievable. So that leads to like multiple offers, all of that type of thing. Yeah, if pretty much anything that's coming on the market now, if it's reasonably priced, and, and in good condition is sold in the first week. Yeah. yeah, that is absolutely wild. And I guess the reason that this is desirable is because of where we live. The Comox Valley has everything. We've talked about it in some past uh, Crowncasts. I mean, you've got you've got everything. You've got the scenery. You've got golf. You have the amenities. You have the hospital. You have the ski hill. You've got fine dining. You've got everything here, right? Absolutely. I, I think we're... You know, if we get back to COVID again and and its impact on real estate, especially in the smaller centers, uh, you're seeing you're seeing quite a bit of migration from the big urban centers, the Vancouver's, Toronto, Calgary, Victoria, uh, pick your big city, to smaller centers. Whether it's Seashelt or Powell River or Campbell River, Comox Valley, Parksville. Um, we get the same story in every small community. We're recording this the day after November 3rd of the the election down in the U.S. And they were talking about that, the remaking of the Sun Belt. And this is almost like it's the Sun Belt. So they were talking about the U.S. And so it's being remade. People from California, people from New York are going to Georgia. They're going to Arizona. They're moving to New Mexico. And they're remaking the electoral map and the makeup of those uh, cities. So we're, we're seeing that as well. I mean, I, I I wonder what the projection would be for the population here in the Comox Valley over the next 10 years. Well, there, I know that uh, in speaking with economic development, they talk about the, some of the numbers. And I apologize, I don't have the exact figures, um, but I believe it was in the, you know, 12 to 15,000 over the next you know, 10 to 12 years. But I find that uh, unless we start living multiple generations in the same units, where are these people going to live? Uh, there's not a lot of new construction. Um, I think that's you know one of the other factors in driving price right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing our best to bring on future subdivisions in, in some of our undeveloped lands, but um, it's tricky right now. It's A big demand for... For multifamily uh, units, right? Right from the smallest to the biggest. Uh, I think every category is seeing growth. Um, I know that uh, in the city of Courtney, there's a great number of new multifamily projects. 
coming to the Comox Valley, which is great. That's going to be one segment of the market that's covered. But uh, in terms of single family, um, there's very, very little. I know when we started Greystone, one of our future subdivisions, we were the only one in the development pipeline uh, for single family. So that's pretty incredible. That yeah. That's unbelievable, actually. Yeah. So it's, uh, it definitely drives the prices up, um, which, you know, is good and bad. I mean, it, obviously, we want to have... Uh, turnover and affordability but at the same time uh yeah there's so much pent-up demand that yeah it's fantastic if you're at a certain point in the cycle of your life like uh like me you know my (laughs) born on date was a while ago um but for my 11 year old and my 14 year old it's going to make it very tough for them to get their start so they're not going to be able to buy a home like i did my first home was worth seventy five thousand dollars in halifax nova scotia they're not going to be able to do that they might be able to get a a garden shed Uh, (laughs) or they might be living with mom and dad for a while Right. Ooh, oh, there's this. Yeah, gun. boy. <laughs> um, no, it's it's going to be tricky because you you think of if real estate and a roof over your head is one of the biggest factors as we grow up and we leave the nest and we need now our own roof over our head. But but our wages and salaries and employment growing at the same rate um, as real estate, not even close. No, not even close. So yeah, we're. I think we are going to see a real shift into what's important in people's lives. You're already seeing with the millenniums, um, are they looking for the big single family home? Probably not. I think uh, what we've seen is that they want something smaller. They still want the security of a new home, but they're more enticed by the day-to-day activities. Right, the amenities that come with it, the things that they can that they can do, yeah. right, yeah. The things they can do versus the things that they have. Yeah, no, no doubt. So that leads me to talk about Greystone. Yeah. So we we spoke about Greystone in the past. Uh, you'll have some multifamily. Uh, yeah. So Greystone is right in the center of our property between holes eight, nine, and ten. Uh, it's going to be kind of the crown jewel, so to speak, at this point in time in our whole development. Um, and it's going to be a combination of fifty-four single-family homes on three of the fairways, as well as some internal lots, and then two multifamily sites. Um, one right on the corner of the ninth green and 10th tee, is, I believe, is going to be spectacular. Um, right now, we're, we're working with some additional design teams from Vancouver as well as local just to give us a, an outline of what is possible on that site. And then, uh, you know, hopefully in the spring, summer of 2021, we can start to launch that to the community. I took a tour of the, uh, of the Crown Isle, uh, the dream home. That's in the Millionaire's Lottery. Right, yeah. right. And uh, so I liked it so much when I was there when uh, the fellow from uh, Love It or List of Vancouver was here doing his piece that I took my wife through last uh, last Saturday. We were just out for a drive and we took a drive through. That really is an indication of what Homes by Crown Isle can, can do, isn't it? Yeah, that one, I, ha- I have to, my hat's off to Jason Welsh and his team. Uh, they did a fantastic job of that show home and and I think it's taken us to a, another level, and, and now I'm looking forward to the one, the next show home we're going to be building on lot 16 on Sheffield, which is right on the 13th tee. So that's uh, the holes being dug as we speak, and and uh, looking forward to what that one looks like, and, yeah. and, and many more beyond. We're, we're starting to design uh, six or seven plans for Greystone. Um, our hope is that our next show home is actually going to be right on the entrance. 
um, something spectacular there to look forward to. So Thanks, Jason, for uh, dropping by. Really appreciate it. I always feel educated in some way, but I don't feel like you're preaching to me, which is good. Um, so thanks a lot for dropping by, and we'll uh, talk again next month. Perfect. Thanks, Marie.